Hi everyone, welcome back to Love Essie, the podcast. This is episode 49. If you live in the United States, then uh, Thanksgiving just passed and I hope that you were able to, you know, eat eat the turkey, eat the ham, eat this salmon, eat the dish you wanted to eat. I hope that no one ruined your um, expected food uh, experience by experimenting. I, I saw on the Twitters um, a picture of mac and cheese with avocado inside of it. Not like someone was like, I scooped mac and cheese onto my plate and then I put some pieces of avocado on the side. No, 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 no. What this person did was they put avocado inside the mac and cheese. Um... I mean, I didn't eat it, but the picture looked like an abomination. Uh, abomination. Um, every every Thanksgiving, right? Um, whether it is... I feel like mainly in the US. I don't see this as much around Canadian Thanksgiving. There are pictures that show up on the internet that remind us that sometimes what sounded like a cool idea or concept in one's mind, um, once executed, is in fact, (laughs) it is in fact um, not an excellent idea. It is actually uh, an abomination, um, a a descent into a demonic landscape that no one asked to be invited to. And so um, I feel bad for people who were expecting and looking forward to a treasured dish to be so disappointed by the horror of what sometimes um, is showcased as food, supposedly, to some somewhere um if you're not in the u.s you're probably like oh girl like no i wasn't stuffing my face on thursday and then keeling over for a bit taking a nap and then going back for seconds thirds 15th 70 seconds um and that you know i i still hope that you were able to eat a meal you wanted to eat this week um dance some music you wanted to, listen to music you wanted to, read books you wanted to, watch TV and movies you wanted to. You're all like, oh my god, what is she doing? You know, just just waxing away. Um, oh, I think I was supposed to say waxing away poetically or waxing poetically. Because if you just say waxing away, it makes it seem or not seem. The words mean that I am literally waxing something and that, no, absolutely not. Um, anyway, this week, I'm going to talk about two books. They are about to come out. So they're not out yet, but they're going to be out soon, very soon. So don't be all like, yo, you talked about this book and I got mad excited and now I got to wait six months. Nah, girl. One, you have to wait a day. One of the books I'm talking about comes out December 1st. This podcast comes out November 30th. So it's a whole 24 hours. That's it. You can do it. I believe in you. The second book comes out December 8th that is a whole seven and a half days away i can't count which case you can totally 
totally, totally make it. I believe in you. We're actually going to talk about the one that comes out on the 8th first and then go back to the one that comes out on the 1st. Um, so the one that comes out December 8th, 2020 is Best Women's Erotica of the Year, Volume 6. Right, right, right. That That's going to be here real, real soon. I don't know if you guys have seen the cover. Um, it's a quite, it's a woman. Um, it's black and white. She's got her arms up, but sort of like behind her head. And it clearly is like an image of, you know, it's a sensual image of a woman, hopefully receiving pleasure just, you know, below the cutoff point. I mean, maybe she's not, maybe she's just searching, but I'm going to imagine that she's receiving the pleasure. Now, this volume is edited by Rachel Kramer Bustle, and this, I really, really, and I mean really enjoyed this. I think that this I haven't read the others. This is my first introduction to Best Women's Erotic of the Year. Had no idea that we were already on volume six. I'm clearly behind. I'm going to have to go get the others, read them. There are a total of 20 authors who um, give us just, I don't, I mean, I'm going to call them shorts. I know that this isn't film, but I'm going to call them shorts. If there's a better name for them, let me know. And... In For this specific volume, the idea was sexual adventures at home and away. So I think that with the year that we have had, where what we have always sort of classified as adventure traveling um, has been a lot more difficult to come by. It's such an interesting con- or topic because I feel like every single author gave us such a different look at what could constitute um, sexual adventure. Um, and I really, really appreciated that. Like, I, I was just like, oh, oh, oh. Um, I'm going to put this out there. <laughs> Please, you know, don't, you know, I'm just putting this out there. This is a, these shorts are going to get you just, just a, just a little warm, a little tingly, a little moist. (laughs) Um, so be prepared for that. Um, some of these I was like, oh my God, if I had pearls, I would be clutching them so hard, but I don't have pearls because girl, who got money for pearls? Get out of here. And you might be like, well, Esther, you could have like fake pearls. Yeah, that seems like work. And you're like, you could go to the store. I know, I know. Work. Um, so there, I enjoyed all of them. There was one talking about food that I made. That would, mm, I, I, it wasn't my fave, but like there were 20, 20, there were 20 bite size morsels. <laughs> um, and so, you know, sometimes not every morsel is to your liking doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad morsel it's just not for you that's okay now the ones that like there are three that like i was like oh my god oh my god and like i got to the end and i was kind of like i almost wish there was a link somewhere here that would lead me to like the rest of this because i i need i want more how could you tantalize me with this this is 
not enough. This is not, I, I want more, um, you know, because a bitch is greedy. So I'm going to start with <laughs> uh, Easy Ride by Katrina Jackson. Now, if you guys have listened to me at this point, we're on episode 49. If you've listened to all of these episodes by now i hope that you would know that i love katrina jackson that i think she is an incredible author that i she's good she she real good if you have not read her you are in for such a treat okay you are in for some wonderful 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 books if you're like um i'm gonna get this book and i still haven't read katrina then i want you to skip to easy ride by her read it love it and then you know go looking for katrina's backlist now in this right we've got a motorcycle club is you know sort of where things are happening and one of the things that i really sort of was like ooh, so i feel like the first time i really heard of motorcycle clubs in the way that like like not just like motorcycle gang because there's like motorcycle gangs and there's motorcycle clubs um young me would have been like this is not the same of course now i know that they're not but i feel like i started seeing and hearing of them in the puppet culture uh for me at least when sons of anarchy sort of like hit their peak sons of anarchy is fucking white i mean i didn't ever watch the show i made the mistake of watching a scene on youtube where the character i think his name was opie is killed and oh girl i was like oh oh y'all go there with this that's no can't do it and i watched it because he was in Ooh, what is that movie with Denzel Washington about football? Is it Denzel Washington about? Yes, it is. <gasps> oh my God, I'm blanking. But he played homeboy, the white boy that's like the star because this is a team that's being integrated and then he gets injured and da da da. Ooh, what was that? Remember the Titans. I was like, I should know this. Anyway. Because I recognized the actor from Remember the Titans, which is way before. I was like, oh. And then, like, and he looked really hot with a beard in, a, like, a dirty white beard man way. And then I saw that scene. And I was like, oh, God. I can't. No. Absolutely not. No. Um, and, of course, Charlie Hunnam also seemed really hot. So I was kind of like, and then I was like, no, no, this is too much for me so my first thought of course when i would hear after about like motorcycle clubs and gangs and romance i was like this is a little too dark romance for me i'm a chicken shit i can't do it don't want it but then i don't remember when i feel like it was sometime last year it was like oh like there are motorcycle clubs like these are you know groups of people that get together to ride around motorcycles but like they aren't out here you know running you know prostitution dens of iniquity all that jazz i was like oh so these these are just people that ride motorcycles and like wearing leather vests and that's it oh okay um hmm and so then i started thinking of it and i believe when i saw some Again, do not remember. This is a very sort of amorphous like thought. But I remember being like, oh, wait, 
because I think someone had mentioned like, oh, and of course there's like motorcycle gangs and clubs of color. And I was like, wait, what? They're not all just like white people? Whitey with McWhiteys? Which of course, once I thought about it, I was like, Esther, why wouldn't there be people of color, black people who like motorcycles? What's wrong with you? And I was like, oh, my bias, no good. Um, So then I was like, oh, interesting and i think part of it is because like i said like every time i'd ever really heard motorcycle club gang always short of like it was like big beefy white men long beards you know thanks santa claus but not cute not like not jolly (laughs) more like oh santa claus lots of tattoos um maybe no twinkling glasses and um you know, hard helmets instead of red hat with a little white pom-pom on the end. So you're probably like, where is she going with this? Well, an easy ride. An <laughs> um, easy ride. We we get to see, you know, a dude that's like a motorcycle uh, gentleman, motorcycle club gentleman, but it's not like... It's not so deep and dark and dangerous that you're, like, terrified and you're scared and you're like, I don't want to be here. Um, please, like, let me let me go. I'm so scared for my life. Like, there isn't any... It's not like that, right? It's not like, <gasps> what kind of horror? And then at the same time, right, um, our, you know, lovely... You know, we're also meeting... Or no, wrong word. We're also entering this world with this woman who is a divorcee. And she, Tisha, right, remembers being, you know, a much different woman before she was married to her trash bag of a husband who ends up, what is it, cheating on her with her friend i believe her best friend which i was like is that bitch dead i hope so anyway that's you know that's neither here nor there so tisha is bringing us into this world like we're entering this world through her and we're seeing her own trepidation and it's not like trepidation because she's like oh my god they're going to butcher me no it's trepidation because she doesn't feel like she belongs she feels like she isn't you know like how does she reclaim the woman she was before her garbage dumpster fire of a fuckboy ex-husband you know try to ruin her life how does she reclaim that woman like she knows it's in there somewhere but like you know sometimes sometimes our our truest inner selves get buried deep within um our insecurities both those that we have created for ourselves and those that have been thrust upon us by the people around us especially when it is people who are supposed to be you know super important in our lives right there are insecurities that we have on our own right but there are insecurities that have been fostered and created by significant others by family members by siblings by you know by those you have deemed 
to be best friend, even though, you know, sometimes you look at the evidence and the evidence says that in fact, they are not your best friend. They are a literal, you know, cockroach shell of a fucktard. So Tisha is like, I'm going to go to this, you know, um, thing after she sees a flyer. And then she's like, that's crazy. Like, why would I do this? Like, I I can't. I shouldn't go. But then she has that moment where she's like, no, nah, fuck this. I'm going. And she puts on a rose gold cocktail dress that's sparkly. And she's never worn before because, you know, um, insecurities. And she's like, I'm going to do this gets herself ready, you know, like is all and goes and gets to the place. And it's kind of like, I don't think I belong here. I don't know what's happening. And she also shows up with her own expectations, right? Or her own, you could say biases, expectations, um, ideas of what a motorcycle clubhouse um, is going to look like. So she's expecting stale beer, cigarette smoke and engine oil. And the beer is fresh and the smoke drifting into the rafters isn't from cigarettes, which I was like, yes. Um, and so she gets there and immediately, you know, someone, a man, is like, no, hello. And she's just like, mm. and it's really interesting because he's just looking at her like, Mm, you're delicious let me give you a tour and then he does and then things happen and it is absolutely like wonderful and amazing and I was like yes of course then it ended and I was like okay but I can we um is there more oh and his name his nickname is easy um which I was like yes uh I was like that's his club nickname like (laughs) it's short for easy rider and I was like no it's because you're easy (laughs) I laughed um but yeah I definitely really enjoyed that and was like oh my god and like I said again I'm huge Katrina Jackson fan so I wasn't like I got to that one and was like oh this one's going to be no I was just like ah once again she brought it she brought it for me um and then I just was like but I but I want more can I get more it's so good now the other one that I was like "Mm, can I can I have some more can I have some more sir this is the conference by Anuja Varghese Varghese I'm definitely butchering the last name. It could be Varghese, Varghese, Varghese. I'm sorry, Anusha. Anyway, this one is set in Toronto. And again, if you don't know, I grew up in Toronto. Long story. Anyway, was there from like when I was like five and a half to 26. So 21 years. Um, And, you know. I both love the city and I'm aggravated by it. And I love when authors are able to capture, um, are able to capture and give me a Toronto that seems so cool and exciting that I like now want to go back. Um, I mean, obviously then I go back and usually I'm like, oh, 
but I think that has more to do with like my own issues with the city, the people, whatever. That's that is me. But I think that um, this one does a really cool thing. So our two characters right in the conference, um, Shalini and Kai, they're at a literal conference. Shalini's from Toronto. Kai is not. And so in showing Kai around the city, Shalini, Shalini and us, the reader, get to see a Toronto that looks cool and exciting. Often, when you are in your hometown, your home city, okay, let me let me stop there. Not often. For some of us, when we are in our home city, our hometowns, they may feel like dull, boring, dry, trash bag places that we're just like, oh, I mean, I guess I'm here and I can't leave and this sucks and fucking boring and snore and then we meet people who aren't from um the same city that we're from and the way that they speak about it and are excited about it are very makes you then see the city in a completely different light um Kai talks about, you know, meeting Canadians and how they were always so friendly and he just thought Toronto must be the coolest city and there's something that she says she goes Toronto seems pretty boring to me most of the time but I guess it's got to be somebody's Hawaii and that really stuck out to me because yeah again for me growing up there I'm like yeah Toronto and people will be like oh my god Esther like I can't wait to visit Toronto I'm just kind of like really really yeah why they're like what do you mean like it's so and I'm like uh, really but then I think about it from the stand, the the viewpoint or whatever of someone who's not from Toronto. I mean, when it comes to food alone, girl, the fuck, it's amazing. Like there is so much that it has to offer. So many cuisines. Like you could literally go to Toronto and you know gain thirty pounds just eating. Like I'm so sorry, um, but there are so many. Oh, okay, rude. People are like, let me like race to that stop sign i'm like okay um but yeah it's really interesting because you often sometimes think of where you grew up as just like this boring dull useless place that you can't wait to escape from and other people show up and are fascinated by it and it becomes like their hawaii right which i guess makes like maybe you maybe there are people who are listening who are like i'm from hawaii and honestly i get bored of it and i don't really like it's okay, but I, like, want to leave. And the rest of us are like, you want to leave Hawaii? But it is paradise. And they're looking at you like, yeah, girl, but I grew up here. So it's not the same. And so it's this, it, other places can be that, right? Every single place that can be, you know, the ultimate, the paradise, the dream for someone who has never been there. Um, and so... That, I think, really stuck out to me. And then also what I really liked is Shalini feet like, Shalini to me is that character that's like, life is kind of meh. And then Kai shows up and like, shows her everything, you know, but in a whole new light. And all of a sudden she's like, whoa, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You sort of opened my eyes to so much more. And 
I like that because it's very easy to get bogged down in the day-to-day, the grind, the work, the boring, you know, the dullard details of being an adult, the shit that we don't tell kids, which is why kids want to grow up. And I was like, girl, do you really? Because you're going to have to cook every day. And if you don't cook, you're going to be the one eating crackers with, you know, string cheese and like a packet of guacamole for dinner because you were too tired to cook. Do you really, are you excited for that? Are you excited that you're going to have to do laundry? You're going to have to sort colors from whites, from delicates. You're going to have to spend your hard-earned money on laundry detergent. (laughs) Okay, are you excited about that? You're going to have to take time out of your day to do it and fold all of it or leave it in a pile in a corner until, you know, you've worn all the items. (laughs) But, you know, you're going to have to, like, go grocery shopping, which can be fun. But, like, you're also going to have to get, like, essentials. You can't just get every cereal you've ever wanted. You can at first, but you'll get bored of that. And your teeth may fall out. All of these things that we don't, like, you know, think about when we're young. Like, (laughs) there are going to be no nap times. Which, I mean, I really hope we change that. But that's a different convo. And so, Kai showing up is, like giving her a whole new Toronto of course there's also like a really hot scene with them and ice cream and I was like yes um not because I'm like the biggest ice cream lover not really but I'm just like oh yes you two do it do it with the ice cream lick it off each other Mm -hmm. share the ice cream with your mouth yum 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 I mean I just think like you know, that's a really great way to share ice cream. <laughs> Why the not? Uh, wouldn't you do the thing? <laughs> You're probably like, what? Anyway. And then I guess the third one that really like, ooh, impacted and was like, bitch, how is this done? Okay. In terms of motherfucking emotion, like I was like, I feel like you have gone into my chest. Ripped. No, 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 not ripped grasped my heart squeezed and then extracted it real quick and showed me that you could pulverize it if you wanted to or keep it safe that is inked on my skin by naima simone guys i said these were shorts i said these were shorts yo this the emotions I, I was like oh my oh my god now if you've never read Naima Simone I I suggest that you get on it real quick quick with a quickness with a quickness um she's she ooh, mm, very good very very good and this short uh, I mean I just was like, I am about to cry. And it's been like a page and a half. What are you doing to me? What is happening? How is this happening? It's just very, very emotional, right? Because, uh, SIU, I'm going to call him SIU. That, that's what I'm going to call him. That's his name. 
like, you know, if that's not his name, I mean, it's E-S-A-U. So, yeah, it's how it's, like, there. And the backstory between him and, damn it, where is her name? Where is her name? Blappity, blappity, blappity. Oh, okay. So, like, I, of course, didn't write it down. And, of course, now, ah, Tamison. I was like, where is this woman's name? I know I saw it. So, the tension between Esau and Tamison, their their history, which is, like, not even, like, oh, um, it's kind of, no, girl. It is history. And then, it's just, it's potent as fuck. There's a line that I was like, Ooh, um, that S.O. says to Samson, he goes, because if you, nah, let me try again, because that was kind of terrible. Okay, I'm starting now. Because if you were brave enough to fight your way onto the show just to give me your truth, then I can man the fuck up and do the same. And I was like, yes, bitch, yes, man the fuck up, speak the truth, speak the truth. Listen. This was, this felt like either an epilogue. No, it didn't feel like an epilogue. I I wanted more. All I can say is I wanted more. I finished inked on my skin and was like, oh my God. Oh my God, where's the breast? Give me the breast. Um, And so I really, really, really was like, bitch, rude. How dare she? But all I have to say is best women's erotica of the year volume six which is out December 8th 2020 is something you want something you need something you must have also on December 10th um the amazing amazing wonderful people at love sweet arrow are having an event it's called an erotic evening where the editor Rachel Kramer Bustle will be moderating a talk with Evie Bennett, Katrina Jackson, Naima Simone, Mia Hopkins, and Olivia Waite, all who have shorts in this uh, volume. So December 10th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. <laughs> oh my God, the CTI oh, I almost said, I was like, I almost said center and I was like, that's not right. Um, it's central. Um, it's happening and you want to like definitely like check it out um, and yeah get this when it comes out because ooh, girl and like I said it may probably most definitely make you a little damp and that's okay that is a-okay <laughs> okay I'm gonna pause here that's gonna be my commercial and then I'm gonna come back and talk about like a book that comes out December 1st okay 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 I'm back and now I'm going to talk about a book that comes out December 1st 2020 and that is How to Catch a Queen by Alyssa Cole yes How to Catch a Queen by Alyssa Cole okay so I feel kind of like a terrible human because I'm about to say something that's kind of so it didn't wow me (laughs) oh my god I'm so sorry I'm so sorry please don't hate me everyone was it a bad book I don't think so was it a great book I also don't think so was it an okay book yeah and this could I feel like this is more of a like rude 
um this is more of a me thing so if you're like oh my god i was really excited to read this still go read it like (laughs) hello i'm one person and because i'm human supposedly i have flaws and i you know can be wrong so you know (laughs) listen to me with some grains of salt i don't i was gonna be like and throw them over your shoulder but don't listen to me um so our main characters there's king Ye- king sanyu the second again i hope you say that wrong and shanti mohapi i like these characters i didn't totally believe that they were in love by the time we got to the end and I feel like, for me personally, I didn't get enough of them together to really believe that they were in love. Were they on the road to love? I think so. Were they in love for me? Not so much. Not, not so much. Um, and I, I, I think I just wanted more. Um, I wanted more time spent with them. I wanted more time going into, um, both his, not necessarily his backstory, but sort of the culture. I don't know. I may reread this in the future and be like, this was great. It could also be that like, you know, 2020 is a hot mess of a year. Um, or it could also be that I went into it with like crazy high expectations. And of course, then my brain was like, oh, this did not like blow my mind to pieces. And there aren't shards of brain just floating around. And so therefore not good. Um, so that is possible, right? I'm, you know, putting that out there. Um, but I finished it. I read it and I was like, okay, all right. Um, yeah, yeah, that was a book I read. But I wasn't all like, oh, my God, that was the, like, ooh, uh, mm, no, no. And I feel, I feel a little bad. I feel a little bad. I guess because, I mean, I love Alyssa Cole. I think she's absolutely amazing. Um, the cover of this book is stunning. Although, I wasn't able to imagine the hero that's on the cover in the book. Like, I couldn't picture him at all. In like, I kept picturing... Um, a different dude the whole time I was reading the book so I felt also a l- weirdly I felt bad about that like not like crazy but like the entire time I was reading I wasn't picturing the guy that's on the actual cover um I was just like I think I like looked at the cover and was like absolutely not I was actually picturing the guy from um Daniel Allen's cover of Truth or Dare that is who I was picturing. I don't even know how because I didn't even, it wasn't even like I was reading that beforehand. Um, I think I just randomly had seen that cover earlier this week. I mean, it's one of, you know, thousands of books in my Kindle that I still have to read because I have problems. Um, but that is who I kept picturing while I was reading. Whereas like the actual cover model, I was like, and then I think I went and like briefly saw the cover after and was like, no, go away. Um, so I don't know. I that you know, it is what it is, obviously. But I was just like uh and like Muso Musoke, Musoki. I'm gonna call it Musoke. Musoke is like quote unquote redemption or like I 
I mean, I, ah, no, I was, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I was angry. Um, because I, mm, no, not enough. And maybe that's just me being childish also. Like, but I don't know. I don't know. This was a hard one for me because even like looking at the notes I made, I was kind of like, I didn't make very many notes. I didn't highlight a lot. Um, whereas in some other books, I'm like highlighting like every like seven pages. Um, now one thing that really I was like, whoa, um, the way that Alyssa like focused on sort of showing how having women's voices at the table for governance of a nation and what the lack of those voices can do to a nation. Um, I feel like that is something that we did get to see very clearly in this book, how the lack of everyone's, you know, how the lack of the voices of the people and not just a specific group of the people, but all that can then create cascade into so many problems I felt like that was really, really well done and, you know, shown in a way that I was like, oh, like, if you didn't get it, (laughs) I feel like you slow, girl, because, like, she showed it to you. She laid it out there for you. All of it. Like, if you did not solo, I don't know what to tell you. So that I did enjoy. But there, and I think also because, um, I mean, I liked Shanti and I liked that she was so you know driven to reach her goals and her dreams but I don't know there were moments where I was like oh girl like if you could just what are you doing um and and so yeah I wanted to love Shanti and Sanyu and I don't know I don't think that like I feel like we could have gotten there but we needed to be with them longer. I needed to, it was like, oh, they like worked together at night. And I was like, I didn't, we didn't see enough of that. We saw some scenes, but we didn't see enough of that. I don't, okay. I guess. And the passage of time is really short. Um, because it's supposed to all, all of this is supposed to happen within a three week period. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not buying. I'm sorry. Um, Thank you. Thank you so much. I read it and, you know, but it wasn't um, a hit out of the park. And that's okay. It also could be that this is just not a book for me. Like maybe these characters just don't speak to me. And so this book isn't meant for me. Doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad book. It's a bad book for moi the person you are listening to but it might you might read it and be like yo i don't know what the fuck you were on but this was amazing and that's okay because not all books are for everyone oh this is a spoiler i guess there's mutual masturbation you're probably like wow you just really just put that out there sorry um and i bring this up because you're all gonna be like really esther i don't like it I don't. I like it when it's like they're long distance. And so there's a reason for this. We're not fucking because we're literally not together. Kind of hard to fuck through a screen. Kind of hard. 
unless it's like some sci-fi thing and i'm talking about contemporaries right but when you're together i don't know a part of me is like but you could just fuck (laughs) why aren't you i'm confused and some of you might be like esther but like it's so hot for each person to see the other person pleasuring themselves i guess i mean i guess it's not really i'm just like but you can fuck (laughs) i don't know it just yeah it's not for me it's that is okay that is okay um because there are hundreds of thousands if not millions of romance novels out there i could be no i feel like that's right um and not all of them are going to work for everyone um that would be insanity um now i did want to also spend more time with lumu and his like like marriage i was like well i want more details about that what's happening there give me more of that um and i did also i did really like the sort of friendship that started to blossom um with you know shanti and um nia and portia i was like oh okay yes oh is it naya maybe i say nia whatever y'all will be fine (laughs) you're gonna be like no esther this is terrible how could you um but yeah i did like that um that they were these women were starting to create this friendship this bond um, especially as they are all, you know, involved in relationships with royals and all, what that all entails. Um, so I was like, ooh, I also want, can we get more, more of this too? Um, but yeah, it's out December 1st, 2020. So literally the day after this podcast comes out, there are some awesome virtual events happening um, that I also, I mean, I definitely plan to attend those because like, yes, I may not have been the biggest fan of this book but like okay Alyssa Cole is still an absolutely wonderful author who has gifted us with so many other amazing books so for How to Catch a Queen release on December 1st the day it comes out uh she's doing an event with Meg Cabot at the Ripped Bodice and by at the Ripped Bodice I think that means online um and you can find all of this info on her Instagram. On December 3rd, which I believe that's a Thursday, Courtney Milan with Loyalty Bookstores. They're going to be chatting. It's going to be at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern on December 5th, which is the Friday. Wait, I can't count anymore. Is December 5th the Friday? No, it's the Saturday it's a saturday sorry friends um she's going to be talking with kit rosha with uh, via love sweet arrow december 7th she's going to take over avon's ig stories and then december 9th she's going live on instagram with rebecca weatherspoon so a bunch of like um sort of uh wow brain fart <laughs> events for the release um of how to catch a queen out december 31st wow december 1st not december 31st december 1st december 1st oh she wrote on her instagram it's an arranged marriage of convenience but it's temporary 
queen determined to change the world and a king who's been taught change will be his kingdom's downfall sex up against a giant vase so in case you were like well esther like give me more yeah so it is i forgot it was an arranged marriage of convenience sorry um and it's a there's a trial period which i felt was also an interesting concept um and you're like oh esther well that's why it was a short period of time yeah but ooh, ooh, i'm dropping my notebook no um yeah but they didn't use their whole trial period like ugh. anyway anyway it wasn't the book for me and that is okay i mean it's still an amazing book with a gorgeously stunning cover even if i look at homeboy and i'm kind of like eh, he's not for me but she is is stunning um and if i wasn't doomed to heterosexuality i would want um a chance but sadly i'm i'm not anyway tmi friends <laughs> tmi um i'm gonna stop here and then i'm going to come back and do my you know little gratitude segment which i don't remember what i called it so i'm calling it a gratitude segment yes yes okay it's time for gratitude latitude oh that's so terrible anyway this week there are i have three things i'm grateful for one of them is um i was able to see my brother for thanksgiving um in person and that was really really awesome um because i mean i got to see family um for thanksgiving i didn't have to be alone alone um and that was really nice um and we got to eat and the food was delicious and i enjoyed it very very much oh excuse me the second thing uh, i'm grateful for this week um a dear friend of mine gifted me a golden girls mug and it is absolutely everything and it also included a wooden block that was decorated that said keep calm and eat cheesecake here's the thing you're gonna laugh not the biggest fan of cheesecake i mean a quarter of an inch of a slice perhaps is at most what i will eat that being said i've been watching the golden girls on my lunch break right i take my lunch i eat my lunch i watch an episode and then i go back to work and it has brought me so much joy so much cheer so i've been loving it and so getting this mug just felt like i've been seen and i love it thank you so much um maybe at some point i'll do an episode where i'll be like picture it you know new york city 2020 um like miss sophia portillo i don't think so because i feel like i'm gonna think about doing it like that and then i'll come time to record and i'll forget but you never know you never know and then last but not least um i've been watching say yes to the dress um i think from season 16 onwards or 15 no 16 onwards um and i've always i mean i've always been a fan of wedding dress shows i think that they're you know fun and ridiculous and whatever um i remember when say yes to the dress came to dlc and i was like "Ooh, what is this um and just watching like some of these brides just be absolutely batshit 
um, and some of them would just be like, this is so sweet. I've been really enjoying it. I mean, there was one girl who tried on like 150 dresses and I was like, girl, you're dumb. You just like, why are you showing up to an appointment and like not having a clue what you like and what you don't like? You've been trying on dresses and you're just like, I like it. I don't like it. Like, are you stupid? Go away. Sorry. Wasn't a fan. Um, but then also watching like other, like there was this one girl who really wanted to wear a black dress and everyone said no. And I mean, once this was an episode where you did see like her actual wedding, based on everything, the decor of the wedding, her wearing a white dress, she did really stand out because the bridesmaids were all in black, the groom and the groomsmen were all in black, everything else was really dark, so she stood out. But I really, really loved the black dress and was really disappointed she didn't get it and was like, God damn it, that black dress was what um but yeah i've just been really enjoying like watching and just being like oh my god this is i mean it's bittersweet because like obviously it's set in new york and like when they have like you know this i'm like oh the, the city doesn't look like that right now like it's crazy um so there is a bit or there is a bit of that like oh this isn't even oh but outside from that it's just fun to like watch you know people try on pretty dresses and get excited and you know have a blast and be emotional so yeah those are my three things this week for gratitude latitude um i'm probably not gonna call it that again because a i'm gonna forget b i think it's terrible but i thought i'd do it this week so anyway um that's all i got you for you guys this week next week so i may or may not be able to make an episode i really want to because like this is episode 49 so if i do next week it's 50 and then there's 51 and there's 52 i've done a whole fucking year and i mean like i'm very excited about that but i have a lot going on in the real life um so i'm going to try to put together something even if it's something small you know maybe like i'll read a few novellas and just talk about novellas journal say it Oh, I also have some Harlequins. I don't know. I will think about it. And then I will probably record something. I'm not going to lie. But yeah, take care. Be safe out there. Drink water. And I'm saying this to y'all because I have to remember to drink water. A few days ago, all I'd had all day was fucking coffee. It was like 9 p.m. before I realized I hadn't had any water all day. I felt real bad. Oh, real, real bad. So when I say to you, drink water, it's really a reminder to me to drink water too. Um, so yeah, drink water, dance to some like awesome music. Bad Bunny just had a brand new album out. This man has given us three albums in 2020. One, two, three albums in 2020. And they're not like six tracks long, right? Like they're full albums. So if you are into reggaeton or you're into Bad Bunny, he got a new one out. It is delicious, delicioso. I love it. Go listen to it and I will talk to you guys next week. Okay, bye.